You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first topic and guest of today. We're talking to executive coach Shirley Adrain, who is the founder and CEO of the Career Catalyst Group, about how to help people to make better career decisions and also how Shirley became an executive coach. Shirley is also a DNI consultant and a leadership coach, and Shirley and her team at the Career Catalyst Group supports individuals uh, to maximize their potential at work and also organizations to create a diverse, inclusive workforce, which I think we've touched on uh, on the previous show. Uh, Shirley, welcome back on the program, and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm great. Happy New Year, and thanks for having me back. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Uh, we are live on Facebook as well, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. I'm keeping uh, everything crossed, fingers crossed, for, for a stable connection uh, for today's program. Now, first of all, Shirley, we've spoken for a couple of months, a few months now, um, and I don't think we ever got into... I knew you worked in finance before, in the financial industry, but we never really touched on how you became an executive coach. Uh, Talk us through that journey. How did you sort of make that uh, career change? Okay, well, I worked in banking for over 20 years in London, on Wall Street, um, Singapore, and here um, for banks like JP Morgan, Citigroup, and Barclays. And, and I held roles like regional chief operating officer and global chief of staff. So that's why I focus on financial services clients now. When I had my second child, I, I decided that I wanted to do something a bit different. Um, so what I did was I looked at what I enjoyed most at work, and that was helping people um, in their careers and also creating a more diverse and inclusive workplace. Um, people who used to work with me often contacted me for career support, so I thought maybe, maybe I can get paid to do this. <laughs> um, so I looked into what career I could follow that made best use of my strengths and my experience, including my, my industry knowledge. Um, and I also took time to you know, make sure I understood my values and align these to my purpose at work so, so that you know, my next career was something that I would really play to my strengths and, and be my best self at work. And I think if you're in a role that you feel is not aligned to your purpose and you want to pivot your career, it is possible. And um, over the past years, many of us have thought about, you know, that especially when working from home and, and you know, not spending so much time in the office, you really sort of think about your career. Am I in the right role? Is this the right company for me? So that's where, you know, working with uh, coaches can help you really understand that. Um, and I run workshops for, for my corporate clients on this too. Yeah, and life is sometimes too short. Sometimes you find yourself yeah. on a certain career path and then you realize, you know, you enjoy what you're doing, but then somewhere down the line, maybe the time will come to call for a different career path and it's good to sort of have at the back of your mind the types of skill sets that you have yes. and, and see how those can uh, transition and transfer into a, a new industry. Um, what mm -hmm. were the gaps that you noticed in, in the financial services and how, how, how does your role as an executive coach sort of fit in and what sorts of uh, tips and advice do, are you able to offer your, your fellow uh, uh, banking uh, colleagues in the past? Um, well, as a leadership coach, I, I, you know, I partner with clients to help them gain, gain greater self-awareness and clarify their goals and unlock the potential. And also I act as a sounding board. Um, and clients usually come to me during times of change when they don't feel comfortable speaking to someone at work and they really want to have a more satisfying career. 
And I think it's important when you are working with an executive coach that they truly understand you and the industry in which you operate. Because I know from my experience, I've had coaches when I was working in banking that had absolutely no banking experience and and they were suggesting things and you know trying to encourage me to do things that just wasn't appropriate for the stressful environment I was working under and the pressures I was having so you know I found that frustrating so now I always recommend to people that if you're looking for a coach to find one who's got the background and experience to both understand your situation and can really support you to succeed. Yeah. What's the difference in terms of getting a, a, an executive coach or a career coach? Uh, if, if you're in a position of, of leadership and management, what's the difference between getting a coach and then separately getting um, uh, workshops or management training? Are they very different? Mm-hmm. Um I think they are very different. I mean, workshops and management training does, you know, does encourage you to be introspective and to look at what changes you want to make. But quite often we go to these workshops and, you know, then we come back and we get back into our normal day job um, and things don't change. So, you know, I think they can be great, you know, if if you're meeting other people in the the company that you haven't worked with for, you know, and and so it's great for building an internal network and it's great for being a catalyst for change. But I think when, you know, when you work with a coach, they're really, really challenging you and supporting you to, to make changes. And I find that when clients come to me for coaching, they're much more motivated um, to, to make those changes. Um, and I think, you know, it's important, you know, to have an executive coach if you are a leader and you need these more specialized insights, you know, to focus on your leadership performance, because perhaps people at work aren't really telling you what they think. And I find that most of the time, you know, you know, people might comment and say this person's, I wouldn't put them in front of clients. They're just not very good at clients, but nobody's specifically saying that to them. And they can just go on and, and, and we get frustrated when they hit career roadblocks. That's where working with a coach can really challenge you to get to the next level and overcome barriers that are holding you back. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not in management myself, but I've been to sort of these um, management-esque workshops in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think feedback was was a big topic of of discussion. And I try to use um, the the, the techniques that they tell you, you know, tell it straight. Don't sort of um, give a compliment and then say the bad stuff and then give a compliment again, because that sort of gets lost. All they hear is the compliment. Um, And then I took some of your advice, um, you know, how to be more authentic, you know, uh, and, and that worked when I was giving feedback to our interns <laughs> and I think that came across sort of more um, authentic you know and, and sometimes when, when you are in, in that position to give that feedback it, it's nice to to play to your own strengths um, what did you do to sort of gain experience as as an executive coach then um, well, what I did, um, Noreen, is that I really, you know, I did what I recommend to my clients when you're looking to broaden your experience and, and change careers. So first of all, I took some time to understand my key strengths. And one thing I, I recommend to clients a lot is to use the, the free via character strength survey or online. It's very simple um, and it really helps you see what are your key strengths, which are really your values at work. Um, and then I also ask people to speak to people they know and, and, and work with and say, what are my three top strengths at work? Because sometimes you get so lost during your day job, you, you, you don't really realize the value you're adding. And that's where asking other people can really help. Um, 
And if you're in a role now, I'd say try and develop your new skills internally. For me, I did a coaching program at work and then I coached people at work. That was great for me because I, they had access to the free training and the free coaching, I should say. And I built my, my skills and experience. So that worked really well for both of us. Um, and I think this year, employers are a lot more open to this. You know, I know one of my clients um, did some internal agile training and now she's been put on a, an agile project. So she's able to expand her skills and, and help her employer. What's an I mean, agile also, project? Oh, it's, it's, it's about a way of developing systems or running projects that, that are done quickly. You learn from changes, you implement them. Um, so it's a much better than the, the more old-fashioned waterfall project management that I did when I first learned <laughs> a long time ago. That's every day um, for us, I suppose. Yeah. Agility, <laughs> adapting yeah, and, and to the changes. It's a key skill now. So, you know, I think when you are changing roles, look, look for what key skills are in the marketplace that are, that are needed. Um, the other thing is you, there's online, you know, training. Obviously, there's lots of opportunities now for us to, to do some online training. I mean, one of my clients actually changed career and did a graphic design course. And in addition to doing that, she reached out to her network, which I always recommend, and, and just offered help for doing graphic design. So she helped a charity. She helped a couple of new entrepreneurs at setting up their website and, and for events. And actually, before she even finished her qualification here, she had enough clients to set up her business and make a good salary. So, you know, I, I think it is important to, you know, use your network and develop your skills and, and speak to your employer. If it, you know, and it's amazing what they can actually offer internally now. Yeah. One point you mentioned just now, Shirley, is, you know, playing to your strengths and also, you know, knowing where your strengths are. Um, the irony is sometimes what one thinks is a strength may not be a strength. And, and how do you uh, reassess what are your real strengths and what are strengths that you perceive that you have and what are strengths that people think you have? Um, is it worthwhile sort of uh, speaking to your colleagues to see what they think is good about you and, and, and reassessing um, your own strengths? I mean, I think that is useful, uh, but, but it's really important to look at what you feel is your strengths and what you want to do next, because often we get some typecast and roles at work, you know, and, yes. and we look yes. at what our brand is. Well, our brand is what other people think we are at work. And, and, and sometimes that's not helpful if you're an expert in one area and that's, that is your brand and you want to do something different. You want to expand your experience, but everybody says, He's the guy I go to when I have a problem with the P&L. He is the guru and, and, and that's what he's going to keep on doing. So, so sometimes, you know, you have to look at that and say, right, I need to really make a concerted effort to change because everybody has pigeonholed me. So that can happen. But also people just lose confidence in themselves. And that's where asking yeah. others can really help as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because when when you get when you're doing the same thing again and again, and and there are sort of barriers, you lose confidence yeah. sometimes. You yeah. you question um, yourself sometimes. Um, I think it's yeah. quite attractive to sort of um, to to be a consultant in a way that you know you don't have a boss, and and then you're not anybody's boss. Um, that's what my father-in-law used to always say. The best <laughs> the best phase in life is when you you don't have anybody to manage, and when you don't have to report to anybody. Um, was it sort of challenging? at first to, to 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 take the leap of faith to leave a corporate world to leave the corporate world uh, mm. to start your own uh, business 
I mean, I think it was because I was used to walking in such a fast-paced environment with lots of people around me. So actually sitting in my home office, um, you know, was a real, you know, I had to change how I focused to get things done. Um, but then I started working with other coaches and sort of growing the company. I find it's so much better for me when, I, when I'm working with other people. And then I also work with large corporate clients. So I spend a lot of time on client sites. Not so much recently, but hopefully soon. <laughs> and, and, you know, I get a lot of energy from that. So I think you have to really understand what, you know, what motivates you and, and make sure that you're in a role yeah. that, that, that plays to your strengths, as I said. Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, it, the motivation, you know, when you're working in, in a corporate setting, in an office setting, there is motivation because, you know, you've mm -hmm. got your colleagues, you've got people that you're working with, um, you've got that sort of system. When you're working solo, uh, in your case, mm -hmm. how do you find the motivation or, you know, do you derive energy from, from your clients? I mean, I do get a lot of energy from my clients, and, but I also need to do quite a lot of um, analytical work to be up to date with latest thinking, I have to write articles. So I, I do have to spend that quite a focused time and, and, and I find, you know, I, I need to have a kind of room of my own to do that and I, I do need <laughs> peace to get on with it. I mean, obviously, home learning environment with the children, etc. Us been working from home is, is, not, is not as ideal, so sometimes I have to go somewhere else to to get that piece <laughs> <laughs> that the realities of really uh, you know working for yourself is true you know your shared space yes. with the kids and <laughs> and and partners who, who are who are also busy with their home office um there's one thing i, I do want to ask you shirley is that you know we we call you an executive coach as mm. i was googling the roles of an executive coach i also came across the term career coach um mm. and as much as they are sort of used interchangeably um they're also a, a bit different um what's your understanding of the differences between the two? Um, I mean, good question. I, I, I think they are used interchangeably, but I really think a career coach is somebody who can help you at various points in your career. So from your first graduate job and until you're ready to retire. And, and they can help you with some of the must-haves, you know, like feeling confident in what you have to offer, having a good CV and LinkedIn profile and brushing up on in your interview skills. Um, they can also help you if you have no idea what role you want to, to, to follow or what career you want to follow, they can help you work that out. Um, at Career Catalyst Group, we have coaches who specialise in this area and run courses to help you with this. Um, an executive coach uh, like myself offers more specialised insights and focuses on enhancing your leadership mm -hmm. performance and navigating the many challenges that leaders um, can face. And I focus on this and I mostly work with senior leaders, you know, who are in roles like director, managing director and partners in their organizations. Yeah. And, and that's a tough role to have because when you are in that sort of leadership role, you've got to manage your staff, but also manage up and, you know, it's yeah. sort of stuck in between. And that also, you know, involves a lot of different skill sets. Um, one thing that you do, Shirley, is that you also help a lot of women and also people who have taken breaks in their career. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a, a, a sort of different beast. You know, people often mm -hmm. take breaks in, in their career for, for various reasons. One common reason for a lot of women is um, uh, for, for, for uh, childbirth and also for looking after their families and, and their children. Um, is it realistic to sort of, um, for, for these women to pick up where they left, to, you know, to go back and slot right back into 
their existing job or is it sort of uh, do you also help them navigate between uh, shifting their career path and moving to, to a different direction? I mean, what's your opinion on that? Yeah. Well, I would say it depends on what you did before the break. And also how much has changed since you left, you know, have you kept your skills up to date or can you do some training to update them? And that's where working with a coach can help you to build your confidence and create a plan to get you back to work. Um, I can actually give you two examples of who people I've worked with who had 10 year career breaks. So it's so a pretty Ten big break. Years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so the first was an insurance professional. Um, and when I met her, she, she was keen to go back to work. She had, you know, had 10 years out and, and, and was bored of being at home. Um, so what I did was I introduced her to a couple of people that I know in Hong Kong who are also insurance professionals. And, and after she spoke to them, she realized that she still, you know, she still had useful transferable skills. She still understood the market. It hadn't changed that much. And that gave her a lot more confidence. And then she contacted her previous boss. And her previous boss actually offered her pretty much, you know, the, the role she had before. So even after a 10-year gap, she was able to go back and do, and do that, that role. And I think she's been doing it for about three years now. So, so I, I think your previous boss is a great person to speak to when you're thinking about going back to work because they don't look at you as a mom or as a person who hasn't worked for a while. They, they look at you as, you know, as the professional that you were before, before you left. Um, my second example is somebody very different. She was a glossy magazine editor, um, and that was obviously a fantastic job. You know, you know, still is, but there's not many now. You know, and we have things going online. So, so she was a glossy magazine editor, and that required quite a lot of specific skills. And and what we did was we worked on identifying what those specific transferable skills were, and looked at how she could apply them to the current market. And she actually ended up becoming director of marketing and communications for a large international school. And that was, they loved her because she produced amazing glossy brochures, amazing events, you know, she was so upbeat that, you know, she really got everything running like clockwork very quickly. Um, after two years, she was headhunted to do a similar job at a much bigger school. And now she earns double the, what she did when she was working as a glossy magazine editor. So, you know, th there are examples that, you know, you can really, if you're focused, you, you, can, you can get back into something that's just as exciting or more exciting than what you were doing before. Yeah, finally, Shirley, you know, if you are between jobs or if you are sort of taking that career break, um, how should we be keeping up our skill sets and, and sort of keep one foot uh, in the door and, and keep our skill sets up? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think um, looking at what you know what you might want to do next, looking at what skills you've got now, do you want to use those in, in your next job? If so, what can you do online? Um, what, um, what, what can you do to expand your professional network and, you know, do voluntary work or, or, or just get back into a role? I mean, somebody I worked with recently had, was, um, was in a data analytics role, but hadn't worked for five years. But that was such a key, key skill set at the moment that she just did an online course, updated her skills and then managed to get a short-term contract. Now, it was just two months, but that was enough to get her back kind of in the game. Yes. And, and, then, and then she, you know, she found a permanent role straight after that. So, so I think, you know, use your network, look at what skills you need or you want to have and, and, and really build those. It's, it's so much easier now because we can do it all online.
Exactly. Um, it's so much more yeah. accessible. Well, Shirley, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for your sharing. Can you remind our listeners once again, have you got a Facebook page and how can we find out more about your work? Uh, yeah, my, my, my website is Crew Catalyst Group. You can find that on careercatalystgroup.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and I share weekly updates on, on career management topics. Um, I also offer a 30-minute compliment and their career so they can just contact me there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Shirley, and I look forward to chatting to you again uh, very soon. Happy New Year to you again. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Noreen.